Welcome to the USRA Coalition's Let's Talk About It podcast, where we give you insights into mental health and substance abuse issues. In each episode, we'll have a conversation with a guest who will help create awareness in our communities around these topics. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of USRA Coalition's Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, Mike Cope. And remember, the purpose of Let's Talk About It is to draw issues that are very important out of the darkness and into the light. We do so in the name of awareness and prevention. Before we get to today's guest, the USRA Coalition is a partnership between the boroughs of Upper Saddle River and Allendale, New Jersey. Members consist of elected officials, parents, school administration, police, health professionals, local businesses, clergy, and members of our local community organizations. The mission of the USRA Coalition is to educate and create awareness in communities to prevent and reduce substance abuse and mental health-related issues. And that brings us to today's very special guest. She's in her second year currently in Northern Highlands and a member of our newly founded wellness department. Uh, She is a licensed clinical social worker, and she is none other than Ms. Allison Rocca. Allison, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. We're really excited. So, all right, let's just jump right into it. You're a part of the wellness department. It's kind of an unknown entity still. Help us understand what is the wellness department doing currently and what is your role at the school? So at this school, I am one of the two student assistance counselors and our role is sort of different than guidance or any other counselor in the school, whereas we don't deal with really anything academically related or classroom related. Um, We primarily just act as an extra support for all of our students. So this is open to both general education and special education students. And I, you know, am primarily just a counselor that can work with them on a variety of issues. Um, Typically, I come in on situations, especially when somebody's struggling with more mental health related challenges rather than academic challenges. And maybe they need a little bit more attention and and support than they are getting within the school building already. So that's that's part of my role. And then the other part is I help to coordinate a continuum of care for all of our students who are either in need of a higher level of care and maybe some additional treatment or students who are already working with some providers and I work with them too, so that we can support the student while they're in the school building all day. So very important stuff, especially for students who are most in need. You know, it's your second year at Highland, so you've had to have some level of expectation coming into the position. You know, has the position met your expectations, or is this position completely different than what you initially thought? Tell tell us what's your experience so far. This position has actually exceeded my expectations. I, in my in my previous work, didn't see as many students as we see here at Northern Highlands um, in the wellness department. And it's just been really cool to see the wellness department grow and become so much more well-known between last year and this year. And last year, we were sort of the ones kind of going out into the classrooms and and looking for kids and trying to reach kids that way. And, you know, we still are, we still draw kids in, but a lot of times, Students come here by their own, you know, ability or their friends will say, hey, why don't you go to wellness and talk about that or whatever the case may be. Um, This year to to this moment right now, we've actually seen 256 students between Jason Grabelski and myself. 
So that means that they've had at least one appointment with the wellness department. Usually they've had more than one, but maybe a couple of those have just been one one appointment. Um, And so in the volume of students, this has certainly exceeded my expectations. And truly, I just feel like our department and our, our mission is so supported by the school. So that has also certainly exceeded my expectations. I feel like on a very macro level, we're able to reach parents, community members, um, teachers, staff members, students, and sort of everybody has welcomed us with open arms, which is super nice. Well, it's been a long time coming. And as you said, as much as we're welcoming to you, there are times where, you know, people have to reach out and they have to ask for help. And that's always been a concern at Highlands. You know, we've always talked about, you know, do kids know where to go? you know, do, in a time of need? Do they have a trusted adult that they can turn to? And um, the wellness department has really dedicated itself to that, to knowing there's a physical space of where you can go, but also who you can turn to. Tell us a little bit about uh, the work that you've done with, with ACT or Acknowledge Care Tell. So Acknowledge Care Tell comes from our SOS program, which is Signs of Suicide, and many schools throughout Bergen County implement SOS in um, their classrooms. So last year, we worked with all the physical education teachers in the last quarter of the year to reach every single student and give them SOS training. And out of SOS, really, the the biggest thing is acknowledge care tell. So acknowledge when a friend is struggling, show the friend that you care, and then most importantly, don't take the issue on yourself and, and tell a trusted adult, like one of us or a teacher or a coach or a parent. Um, and so this year, in the beginning of the year, Jason and I presented in all the, all the class meetings for all grades, and we reminded them of Acknowledge Care Tell and, you know, some examples. And then just recently in our mid-year check-in, we provided a video to all of our students reminding them of the different steps. And um, then we had them all fill out a wellness survey, which we got over 900 responses on, which is, is really good. So we're able to sort of, with that data, gauge the overall well-being of our students at this point in the year. And what would you say based on the most recent responses, how are students doing this year? What are you seeing? They're they're doing okay. The the primary issues seem to be with, you know, just coming back into, into school after the pandemic couple of years and kind of how they fit now socially as they've grown up or they have been not been around people as much as they are right now. And then just the expectations of their classrooms in, you know, sort of a, a more traditional format. A lot of them struggle with taking tests. They haven't taken tests in person or had to study in the same way over the last couple of years. Um, and that, that produces a lot of anxiety and they're, they're very worried about their grades. And last year, you know, when we, we ended school at 1230, they had a lot of time to study. And now this time they have to like manage their time better with sports and activities. So it's a lot of time management. Um, a lot of our students, especially in the younger grades, struggle with like interpersonal relationships and sort of the difference between like what is conflict and what is just part of a friendship type of thing. Um, there's a lot of concerns socially there too, especially coming from the younger grades. In, in the, the juniors and seniors, they didn't really, you know, some of them didn't really have a social experience in high school up until this point. So now they're working on, on navigating that. Well, it certainly sounds like a lot to work on and continuing that work. You know, one thing we've always tried to stress is, you know, that sense of belonging is so important. That sense of um, 
that sense of identity and, you know, for kids to identify here and feel a sense of belonging and feel like a part of something. Um, do you kind of sense that from, from the kids that you see, or yeah, is there something that's this? Well, this year compared to last year, I feel like a lot of the students feel like they belong in the school a lot more, just because I think we're all here, all the activities are running and they've sort of started to find their place that they fit. Um, there are some students who, struggle because they feel like they don't belong. And of course we work on that. And then we'll work with um, club advisors or teachers or coaches to kind of help us help the student feel like they belong a little bit more in whatever their interest is. But certainly this year as compared to last year, it doesn't seem to be that feeling of disconnect to the school as much as, as much as it happened. So that's actually a really positive change that we've seen. You know, we always said that and research shows as well that Optimal learning can't take place unless kids feel safe in school. They need to feel physically safe and they need to feel emotionally safe. And that sense of belonging is so critical. I know you agree. Um, so that's reaching out to the student body, but wellness department, you're also trying to reach out to the community. Tell us a little about uh, how the data you're collecting is informing the NH Pass series. And what is the NH Pass series? So the NH Pass series, we have started off this year. Um, our first presenter was in October and we had Chris Heron come and he presented to all of our students and then at night presented to our parents, both in person and virtually. So there was an option, you know, to come see him in the building in person or to zoom on to his presentation. And that we just felt like was really important to pair such a strong message that we were giving to our students with also providing parents information on that same message the exact same day. Um, and then, so this right now is gonna be a four part series for this year. Our second presenters were on conscious parenting and mindfulness. And they sort of taught our parents some skills to use with their children to avoid conflict. Um, that was on Zoom and that was very well attended. And then in, on March 9th, we have our third presentation, which is going to be about the negative body image crisis and its impact on our teenagers and give parents some really concrete tips on how to talk to their students about um, body image and eating and sort of what signs to look out for that their student might be in need of a little bit of help in that area. And then our final um, NH Pass series, the fourth one, will be a presentation on mental health, you know, just well-being and awareness. And that will be by the Jed Foundation, who we've been partnered with over the last two years to sort of look at all of our school policies and improve just the quality of our mental health in the, the whole school building. So that's the plan for NHPS this year. We will continue it, you know, every year for the foreseeable future. Um, right now, we're finding that the webinar format is a little bit more well attended by parents, I think just because of the flexibility that Zoom brings to um, everybody so they can be home and sort of still listen. And then based on what issues we see this year, we'll sort of inform what presentations we'll be looking to, to gauge toward our parents next year. So the topics for these webinars for parents and the community members, you know, Tell us how they were selected. Is this a dartboard approach or are these informed topics that you guys are experiencing day in, day out? Is it from the data you're collecting, all of the above? Help us understand. No, this is all, there's a purpose for all of these things. It's because the issues of, you know, substance use is very, very relevant in our school with our students right now. 
And we think it's important for the parents to have some education on that so that they can, again, know the signs to look out for and know how to talk to their, their kids about substance use and, you know, anything that they might be experiencing in that realm. So that was really our focus of this year, because last year, when we were in such a pandemic year, we didn't really have the opportunity to provide a ton of substance use education to either our students or our parents. So we wanted to make sure that was sort of how we, we opened up the year. And Chris Herring was just an amazing presenter. So we thought it would be the best way to start the series was with him. And then um, we noticed that, especially over the pandemic and from student report on some of the previous surveys, conflict with parents was something that was coming up a lot. So we made the second um, presentation about conscious parenting and teen stress management. And so that's where that came from. And our, our student body, you know, struggles sometimes with eating and body image issues. And it's sort of been a big topic. So, you know, we're trying to infuse that in the school, the wellness club that I am the advisor for actually designed body positive stickers for all the vending machines that say like, you need to nourish to flourish. And like, so really, really body positive about, you know, eating and getting whatever nutrients you might need. And so we wanted to couple some of that with the parent presentation, because we think that a lot of parents might just not know what, what this looks like and what is really going on because they're not on social media in the same ways as their children are. And, you know, it's, it's hard to know everything that your kids are looking at and how it's impacting them. So that, that was sort of the driving force there. And then May, we, we are doing the mental health talk because May is mental health month. And we wanted to kind of do a spring wellness type of all encompassing mental health talk with our Jet Foundation. It's all good stuff. You know, it's cliche to say, but sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. So sure. getting stuff out there and creating awareness. Uh, listen, she's all over the place. She's in classrooms in the wellness center. She's conducting community programs and now add podcasts to the mix. She's Allison Rocca. Allison, before we let you go today, we have saw an interactive program at the end of uh, our podcast called the big trifecta. We just asked three questions to kind of get our, our listeners to, to know the guests a little bit better. Are you, you're willing to play along? Is that cool? I'll play. Let's go. All right. So listen, first question in the big trifecta. Um, I tend to think you stream things a lot. What's your favorite stream series? Like, what do you watch when you're, you're at home? What do I watch? Okay. So I watch a lot of things, but my favorite series that I've rewatched a million times is Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. I don't know. I am so old and lame. I don't even know that. What is Gossip Girl? Oh my God. It's from when I was in like high school and I can't stop watching it. It's about like this elite friend group who goes to a really rich high school in Manhattan and all their drama and everything. It's so, it's so good. It sounds like you're taking your work home with you. It, it does. It does sound that way. doesn't? It? <laughs> all kidding aside, drama. who streams that? What service do I look for it on? Um, Netflix, Netflix. Right. And I'm going to have to check also, this out. Yeah. Also the office is a classic, of course. All right. Got it. Can't lose with the office. It's a win. -win. Can't lose with the office. If it's ever on, it's always a good time. All right. Tell us. So you help students mitigate their own personal crises, give them tools to help um, de-stress. What do you do to unwind personally? What I do to unwind is I love to go out to restaurants. I actually have a food page with my best friend on Instagram, and we post about all of the restaurants that we go to and 
restaurants invite us in. So that's one of my favorite activities. And I'm obsessed with the Peloton. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Well, I guess they go hand in hand. You go to the restaurants, then you ride the Peloton after. So. Well, I ride the Peloton first, then I go to the restaurants, but yeah, you got it. Uh, give and take. Okay. Six right. and one half dozen the other. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, last question. Speaking of dinner, if you could have dinner with anyone in the history of the world, strike up a conversation, who would it be? Who would you like to have dinner with? Who would I like to have dinner? That's a good question. The first person that came to mind was Leonardo DiCaprio, because right. I feel like he has just done so many different things in his life, and I just want to hear about all of them. All right. Awesome pick. Good stuff. Thanks. Allison, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Thanks for joining the program. But more importantly, thanks for everything you do at the school. You are filling, whether you realize it or not, a role that has long been needed, and you're doing a fantastic job of it, and we are happy to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. And that's all for this time. Again, USRA Coalitions, let's talk about it. We're drawing issues out of the darkness and into the light. We're doing so in the name of awareness and prevention. Remember, you got to get out and talk about these things. Pull up a seat at the table, because if you don't, you're not at the table, you might be on the menu. That's all for this time, folks. We'll see you next time. Thanks now. Take care.